It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. It is football action preseason game number two. Electric Boogaloo. Foles probably isn't going to be playing, but uh, we're obviously going to reminisce about that. I mean, there's in, uh, you know some interesting stories that came out from Brandon Graham's mouth today and plenty to get into. I'm John Barcher along with James Seltzer. Hey, Johnny. Hi, buddy. What's going on, man? I, uh, uh, if you're, if the, not only the most anticipated preseason game of the year, just because it's Foles. Uh, his name is attached <laughs> Even to Even they're anyway. not going to play. Even though they're not going to play. Uh, you better listen to the most anticipated high hopes of our lifetime because of the news that broke today about Charlie <laughs> Manuel because I know James and Jack Fritz have a lot to say that whenever they get to it. But, James, it's Jacksonville. We get to, we get to say hi to some old friends. And I feel like these two teams this preseason have been trading players and saying hello. And there's been a lot of, a lot of tagging and tapping and trading along. And... Uh, some interesting quotes from from Brandon Graham, which we'll certainly get into. But more importantly, James and I are going to be at the Sunset Social here in South Philly, and it is a rooftop bar. Did you hear what they're bringing? There's add-ons. There Ooh. is add-ons to this thing that I had no idea was happening. On the big screen, so we'll be watching uh, Eagles in Jacksonville, right? There will mm-hmm. be beers that are, are bought in, uh, from me to or you. Or bought. Or bought, whatever. Yeah. English is not my first language. Uh, <laughs> we all know. It's very in clear. Pr- in print or in, in vocals. Uh, and uh, they, uh, and you can win Eagles tickets, duh, to a regular season game, so you need to be down there for that. But there's going to be a large screen where you can play Madden. Whoa! The brand new Madden, spanking new. If you want to ch- uh, uh, test it out before, you know, uh, I know people are giving out Madden codes and things like that, but if you're unsure about it, like I've been since... 2007 about buying a new Madden <laughs> game uh, that'll be available. There's trivia. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. It seems to be like it's going to be a really nice day. I'm excited to watch it with all of you. Oh my god, it's going to be awesome! Yeah. I, I can't wait to not watch Nick Foles and Carson Wentz play. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, Johnny. Uh, Come hang at Sunset Social with us because 
We'll have a lot more fun in the game. Will be let's uh, be it real. is one hundred percent true. Blast, I promise. Yes. Uh, the uh, pin tweet on our uh, Twitter page at GoBirdsPod is has all the info. You could go to ninety four wip dot com slash events as well, and it gives you all the details for that. But it's so this is this is the most grabbing thing that I saw uh, today from training camp, and it comes from our good friend Tim McManus who. Went up and T-Mac. At, T-Mac. Shout out. Uh, Miss that guy. Love that guy. Brandon Graham. I think this has kind of been a series. I've heard uh, Dave Zangaro kind of mention the same things about, you know, trying to find memories uh, from Nick Foles and what's your best one. And John, yes. controversial take. Yep. When he won the Super Bowl. Uh, best uh, Nick Foles memory. Judges? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that that was probably my best memory of, <laughs> of, of Nick Foles. So just just inched out by uh, by a small amount of the 27-2, and two, I'd say the Super Bowl win. <laughs> just barely. It's probably there. Yes. But, uh, Brandon Graham uh, had some interesting words. And listen, I'm just going to say it. If I was a Jaguars fan, I would not want to hear this, okay? Because we know his story about... Wanting to retire as you know, after being in the Rams, and and God, I would want to retire immediately after going through all that too. But this is the conversation that Brandon Graham and Nick Foles had after that Super Bowl winning season. Brandon Graham revealed today that Nick Foles was planning to retire following the 2017 season due to the lingering elbow injuries, which is exactly why he didn't throw in training camp mm-hmm. that year. This conversation uh, happened early on when Foles returned. Oh, returned to Philly in 17. My bad. Okay, okay. so that so makes more sense. I retract that statement. Before the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot more sense. I, I was I was confused yes, that it was at yes. the Super Bowl. Uh, but Graham recommended acupuncture, and so we need to thank Brandon Graham more for the Super Bowl. There right? you go. That's the big takeaway. <laughs> Thanks, VG. Uh, you didn't do, already do enough causing yes, that fumble. This is the extra amount He literally needed. said, you're going to be fine. Here's some acupuncture. Get your fucking elbows straight. We're going to need you. Boom. He was just saying that pushing through some of the injuries he had was a little much, and now it's like, man, look at him now. Wow. It's impressive. He's got That's, like 88 million reasons to be happy. Yes, he does. Yes, he ring. does. So, yeah. So that was... so. Not only he's tried to retire twice, yeah, and he hung around and won a Super Bowl. That is an amazing story. And now a whole new commitment to the game. It seems, yeah. So oh, absolutely. Really, yeah. It really is crazy to think about kind of the up and down career of Nick Foles, and and like you know, just the idea that it could have ended before it started. Really, you know, in the in the at least this part of the career, this whole new generation of Nick Foles might have never happened. We might never have got a Super Bowl, John. I mean, yeah. I can't even. This is a hypothetical world I want to live in. Yes. Uh, I hate this world. And by the way, we're all friends here, right? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm about to say. (laughs) Should I wonder something? A little little anti that. But man, like I am in the full camp of I'm not rooting against Nick Foles, but also fuck Nick Foles, man. Oh, I am so opposing you in this game. (laughs) I I am in the, I I fucking love you, Nick I will always Uh, love him. uh, 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 It doesn't sound like you will. But not right now. Eagles, Jaguars, Super Bowl, Eagles win. Unless he's playing the Eagles, Nick Foles is my favorite player in the NFL. (laughs) Boom. Boom. I I love you, Nick. Until that. Forever. Until that Jags jersey comes off. Oh, no. Come on. It's a freaking Jags jersey. I'll appreciate it more once he does. Who cares? But, uh, Jags jersey. It really doesn't matter. Wow, you hate it Nick doesn't. Foles. But I'm just, I don't the hate The big takeaway from this podcast, John Bartrand hates Nick there, Foles. There is. I got, I got Carson Wentz hating Elliot Sharkbarks <laughs> on one side. I got Nick Foles hating John Bartrand on the other. You're just right in the middle. I just fucking love all these guys. What do you want me to say? Uh, no, I do I do love Nick Foles. <laughs> I, I can't, like, as much as, like, I try and ramp it up and just, you know. But I, I, uh, 
I it's weird. Like you want him to be successful, but just not too successful, right? Yeah, no. Like I, I'm is fine anybody going through that? I'm, I'm, I'm a, sure I'm a lot there. of people are, especially with the whole Wentz Foles tumultuous thing that yeah. there was. And I guarantee you, there are a large portion of Eagles fans who want the best for Nick, but also don't want him to be too good because you have the buyer's remorse and all that type of stuff. But I'm not too worried about it. Uh, go Nick Foles. As much as we say the uh, revenge tour for Carson Wentz is this season, mm-hmm. I kind of want a revenge tour for Fip down there too. You know, the getting getting Foles and him back together after, and and people will finally see the light and realize that you can't do anything with Kirk Cousins because he just is who he is and fuck the Vikings. So it would be really nice if those two just went on a massive run through the AFC. That flip. would be awesome, wasn't Big it? Big flip guy. I am. I am. I always just, been a flip I, guy. I always have. Like I, I, know. I was like, none of this You've makes sense. always been a flip guy. None of this makes sense when that you see that first interview that he did at the Combine with Carson Wentz that the Eagles put out years ago, and you go, that guy has it. And everything from what he did in Cleveland and what he did before this, he was the fucking talk of the town. And look, I know we all, uh, everybody gets it wrong, but like not that wrong. I think Minnesota just puts this curse on you the moment you get there we're seeing it day in and day out now between the bears and the vikings i can't figure out who's got more fucking kicker problems right now <laughs> and, and that's everybody like the, you can feel the tension in the nfc north can't you oh like, yeah Green bay is just gonna go hi guys and win 10 games this year I, look right? I, I don't know i don't know green bay green bay it seems like every year they're a perennial super bowl favorite and every year they're not very good no. and aaron Rodgers gets hurt People talk about Carson Wentz's injury issues. When was the last time Aaron Rodgers played a full season? Yeah, yeah, long. It's been a long time. So oh. I don't know. I honestly, I think all those teams could be bad. Yeah, I mean, for right. all intents and purposes, someone's got to win the division. Someone's got to win the division, and it'll happen. Maybe someone goes ten and six, whatever. But in terms of the NFC at large, I'm not scared of any of those teams. No, and uh, and nor should you be. Like especially in the NFC North, because like. Here's the thing. This is a this is also included with Eagles practice reports, but like if you hear the stuff that's coming out of Chicago, and Bears fans don't want to hear it, but Mitch Trubisky, who is the most bet on quarterback to win the MVP this year, <laughs> which is crazy. Just want to point that out again, is getting coach speaked to death. Did you, did you have you seen any of this? I've seen a lot of it coming out. The knows the verbiage, commands the huddle. Uh, all of those things, when you go through an entire quote and and there is nothing to say, the zip on the ball is right, better, right. the placement, the accuracy is really improved. When you hear he's got a handle on the offense, and we pointed this out on the postgame show last time, but Mike Groh did the same thing to Clayton Thorson, and that exact verbiage is in Matt Nagy's voice when he's talking about Mitch Trubisky, so it's just kind of like... You know, throughout whatever happens through the next couple of, and and this is what I'll notice, and this is what I want to get into with this week. Are you trying to say that Mitch Trubisky will not win the MVP? I'm saying that Mitch Trubisky <laughs> has a better chance of being a manager at a Burger King wow. than winning the MVP. <laughs> wow. uh, because it's just, I don't know, we'll see what Ross Tucker thinks is going to come up in a little bit too, because uh, I want to see if his voice is going to be okay for this week. And, uh, and you know, he's ready to rock and roll. And I'm going to actually offer up that he tackles Scott Graham like he said he was going to last time to get fired up for this thing. But this is, this is where I think the biggest kind of back and forth that we're going through as Eagles fans is what is Jordan Mailata and what is the process of this? Because now we're starting to hear 
rumors of Big V might being being moved, and I don't I don't really put a ton of weight into that. Uh, but they're those are kind of out there, and it's because like I, I can't tell what people are are judging Jordan with. Is it in two years he's done this thing and gotten to a place where he's never played football before? Because if that's what we're reacting to, everybody's right. It's fucking amazing that this kid who is twenty years old and as athletic as he is who's never played this game before, is at a pace where it's pretty much on course. But if we're looking at this in a, are you ready to be a backup tackle, I, I still don't think, I think he's a, a way far away from doing that. And I know that, you know, Baldy kind of broke down the tape this week. Um, there was people that were kind of all over the place again. And it's funny that, like, we went from, not worrying or caring about Jordan Mailata to like being that's what preseason is about again. Where do you stand with with Jordan and all of this? Well, first and foremost, I've said on past pods, and I still believe that I don't think you're trading Big V unless you're getting someone back who's helping you this season. I'm not trading him for a draft pick. He's your swing tackle and swing guard. He's first up in both of those spots, most like I guess potentially Dillard on the left side if Peters goes down could be first up. He's looked really good as well, but. I mean, this team's trying to win the Super Bowl. Big V is a a nice, important depth piece. Someone who most people don't believe it actually happened, but was the starting left tackle on a Super Bowl winning (laughs) team that happened in real life. So I think that I think trading Big V would be a mistake. Me too. Again, if you're getting back a defensive end or something who can help you right now for Big V, fine. That I I get it. There's always a price. Exactly. But point is, is I'm not trading Big V unless it's helping me right now. I'm not trading him for a draft pick. My lotta. I'm okay with him still being a project. I, I don't need him to be a backup this year. I think that as long as they hang on to Big V, Dillard on the left, Big V on the right, that's fine. I'm good with that as a backup tackle situation. I don't think my lot of, and again, injuries can force anyone into action. And I wouldn't feel great with Jordan Mailata stepping on the field to kind of answer that question. I definitely don't think he's ready to play in real NFL games against real NFL competition. Right. But I still think that, as you mentioned, his age is you know, come zero to a hundred type of having to learn this game. What he's done is incredibly impressive and he's a physical specimen. So I, I still believe in the idea of Jordan Mulata as it were, but I don't think he's helping this team this year at no, all. No, no, neither do I, uh, but it's kind of like a, that, that is that risk going to be worth the reward in a year and a half or two years it seems to be that way. Well, for and a team, again, to the point I made, a team trying to win the Super Bowl yes. this year, you have to ask that question. Yes, and that is that is something that... Huh, here's the thing. Uh, my indicators are, and and this is not a, a slight on anybody, it's just how they are controlling things. If Fran doesn't break him down, it's probably not the greatest sign in the world. You know, like he was all over Josh Sweat. I think we all agreed that was a little back and forth, but he displayed like where he really came out against a really good left tackle last week. That should be noted. I feel as though if the team isn't really displaying what's going on, it's probably not in that progression. I didn't really think about it that way. I mean, that's an interesting thought. Uh, Again, that's just a theory. That's hypothetic. I mean, that's purely... It could have been just because it's time or they didn't have time to break it down. Yes, it could be that they had more important things to talk about than the 52nd, 53rd guy on the roster. But most of the time, and I was having conversations with a few people this week, if if you are, if you're not going to talk about players 
that are that you don't like. <laughs> you know, that's kind of and it doesn't matter if you work for the team or not. That's just kind of you don't really focus on them too much. I'm not trying to start a narrative. I'm not trying to say this is just to fit your opinion. I'm just saying that there's there's a still a lot of questions to be answered. It would be great if Jordan really, you know, progressed even further during this preseason and he needs every single snap. That's not a bad thing because he's out there for 93% of the snaps. He should be for every single game and every single practice and it's going to help him even more that lane is down and unfortunately, you know, we don't we don't get to see him or Ertz or those guys throughout preseason. It's not the biggest deal in the world either, but it allows him reps in practice, it allows him reps in training camp and that's your determining factor really on where everybody sits, the more you work during these preseason games, the more your roster spot is kind of up in the air. So that's that's yeah. something. And that I'm you good with that, by the way. Yeah, I don't, I don't I need any. Honestly, I don't need a single starter, a guy who's locked into their role. I don't need any of them to play in the preseason. I know that's no. a somewhat controversial take, I would say, but. How many more injuries in the preseason do we need to see? What do we need to see from from Brandon Graham to know that that dude can play in the NFL? What do I need to see from Lane Johnson yeah. to know that that dude can play in an NFL game? What do I need to see from Carson Wentz to know that that dude can play in an NFL game? I know that there's reps to it and all that, but all right, maybe I'm giving up the first half of the first game in terms of getting back into game action without that couple series on preseason. I'm willing to do that for the lack of risk that comes with playing those guys in the preseason. And I know that even with you guys today, Malcolm Jenkins, who was on the midday show, just mentioned, I'd like to get out there for one just to get it. And that's what game three is going to be about. But these guys are going to be tuned up by the time that you get done with that Ravens joint practice, which I'm really looking forward to next week uh, as well. So I I don't need it either. Um, And especially with Carson, which we will certainly get into. But first... We introduce our guest uh, throughout the entire preseason who joins us every single week and, you know, get the Ricolas ready, baby, because it's Ross Tucker time. He's brought to you by Cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com. If you are propane grillers, well, or eaters, because I want to include James. Because my wife grills for me, yes. <laughs> she is awesome and she loves Cinch. Uh, yes, it is. I, I, guys, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you to convince you that this is the way to go. It's... Uh, propane is is not the hardest thing in the world to go and fill up like i I get it but it's the most annoying it's so annoying to have to do it it's It's just annoying like let's be real it It is is, it's so annoying to have to take the tank go to the place fill it up it's just one of those things that i'd prefer not to do and that's what cinch does you just leave it on your doorstep they replace it it's there for you it was there again for me ever like they don't miss dates they don't miss times it's been spectacular, and right now, if you use the promo code GoBirds, uh, all one word, your first tank is just only $10 to start it out, try them out, and honestly, if you like us, you'll like them, because that's uh, they're, they're supporting us, and they've treated us really well. Uh, they're going to treat you guys well, too. CYNCH.com, promo code GoBirds, first tank is just $10. Let's get to Ross Tucker who's in the future, and we have no idea what he's about to say because we're recording him a little earlier. We've made it, Ross. We've traveled into the future, and we've uh, you're officially back on the podcast. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm great, man. Good to talk with you. <laughs> How is... Uh... How's your voice? Everybody is concerned about the voice. Are we, are we feeling a little refreshed now that we've gotten a, a week to recover here? Oh, my gosh, John. Much better... Thankfully, I, I cannot believe that, man. I, I do like 25 games a year, whether it's on the radio, NFL, or 
college games for CBS Sports Network. And then my first Eagles gig, you know, as you know, we talked about last week, yeah. a dream gig for me. And I wake up Wednesday morning, the day after we spoke, and there was just nothing there. So if I wake up tomorrow morning and the same thing happens, then uh, this podcast and I am cursed because no. I have no idea what happened. I drank so much tea with honey. I gargled oh, so much salt water. I did everything I could. That has literally never happened to me before. I just couldn't believe it. You know, after all this time waiting to get a an awesome dream gig like this, it's unfortunate, but somehow I was able to power through, and somehow, I don't know, it's like my voice got better as the game it went did. on, which is really yeah. weird. I, don't, I really don't understand that. I, uh, I, was, I was honestly impressed by the way you battled. That was... Because uh, we were in the press box, so I didn't get a chance to see uh, see the broadcast live, but I went back and watched the replay, and I just went, oh, my God. I was like, I can I can hear the agony. And uh, Did you get mad at all, like, when you went to break? You're like, Jesus, why is this happening right now? Or were you – I mean, like, you you seemed pretty under control for the entire night, so I'm not – definitely not trying to, to rub it in at all. I thought you handled it perfectly. No, I wasn't mad during the game at all. I was actually just very upset – before the game, right? So I literally, John, did not talk at all on Thursday because after the production meetings with the coaches and players on Wednesday, I knew I really needed to save my voice. So I didn't say anything. Then I'm driving down and I stop off the turnpike and, uh, you know, go to Starbucks to get a a venti medicine ball for my throat and everything. (laughs) And when I went to order that, I knew I still had a problem. And, in fact, I even texted, you know, the powers that be with the Eagles and with the, the game broadcast and said, hey, uh, you know, I still have a problem. You might want to get a contingency plan. So, at one point, I thought I was going to get benched for spuds. Oh, yeah, I really man. did. I thought I, thought I was going to get benched for spuds. But I just kept drinking the tea with honey, kept doing the salt water, you know, kept throwing lozenges in my mouth and you know, it actually ended up being okay, I think. You know, going back and watching through the game, you could hear at least what I was saying, even if it wasn't my real voice. And then, like I said, it got better. But it felt like, for the most part, I was able to convey the things I wanted to convey. And honestly, as upset as I was before the game about this being the situation, after the game, I felt that much better. Like, I was just so happy that I was able to actually get through the game and be able to call a pretty good game and and it seemed like based on the social media reaction that people were people were excited about it. Yeah, it was uh it was it was great and honestly like the the things you pointed out about Dillard having the high IQ and being right in there. I thought the analysis was fantastic, man. So, I will just make a rule right now. If you wake up Thursday morning and you are sick or your voice I'm I'm just going to ban you from the podcast cuz I feel like I'm I'm putting the curse on you and we don't want to see that happen. So, uh, back in the booth on Thursday, you're heading down to Jacksonville. It uh, should be sunny and bright and hopefully warm for you. I uh, we were we were talking about Jordan Mailata and people's kind of you know perspectives are a little all over the place right now. Uh, what do you, what did you think of Jordan Mailata in his first preseason game this year? I thought he played very well. I, I thought he played really really well, and I was highly encouraged by that, John. Because in my stops at training camp, I thought he was really up and down. And so watching him at training camp, I was hoping 
he would take the next step this year. I'm not sure watching him in camp that that's happened. But then he gets out there in the game, and I think I pointed out that he had one mental error where he thought a stunt was coming and it didn't. And that's something that, you know, he's going to have to continue to work on. But ultimately, I was really, really impressed. You know, he, he's a gamer, man. I mean, last year, John, I was just blown away. I mean, the guy had never played football before. I'm watching him out there blocking the right guy and locking people down. Remember, I was with Jason Peters as a rookie. I was with Jason Peters his second year. And I thought Jordan looked every bit as good last year as Jason did his second year. But then during camp, I kept seeing Osman and guys beating him, and I was getting a little concerned that I didn't know if it was the back or maybe he was just you know, getting adjusted to switching to the right side, or maybe it just wasn't going to happen for him. But I thought last Thursday night against the Titans was highly, highly encouraging. I mean, he played just about the whole game and was very effective, both the run game and the pass game. Yeah, the um, yeah, like 93% of the snaps, I would imagine that kind of continues again this week, and he needs every rep, and Certainly, uh, you know, and that's the thing too is, and it and it can fool me. It can fool a lot of people. Be, being at training camp, preseason games can fool you. I thought I saw the same things. I saw Joe Osman just taking his <laughs> taking it to him like every single snap, and I'm just going, "Oh my goodness!" And then you've got to try and weigh. Well, is this you know Osman you know going to a different level and all sorts of stuff? So I I would rather that Jordan Mailata work out and. That I'm uh, wrong uh, with my assessments on it so far, and I hope he you know hangs on to this roster spot and makes the team. Uh, I you know the clowny rumors also won't really stop, and this was a dumb thought that I had in my head, and I tweeted it out not too long ago. But uh, is you know I I don't know. There's a weird scenario where Jason Peters is probably not going to go anywhere, but the Texans are that desperate. Uh, is there any chance in your mind that Clowney ends up on this team? That would really surprise me. Uh, and I'll tell you why, because, I, you know, they just re-signed Brandon Graham for a good chunk of change. They brought back Vinnie Curry. And, you know, Derek Barnett, when he's been healthy, has been very productive. You look at any of the advanced analytics in terms of effectiveness per rush, and Barnett has really performed well. So they've got those three guys. Plus, I really like, John, what I saw from Josh Sweat and Deshaun Hall. I mean, these are fourth and third round picks that have a lot of ability. They certainly look the part. So that would surprise me. You know, we know that Howie's not afraid to make a big move, and obviously that would be gigantic if they got a guy like Clowney. But I would just say I don't think they need to make that move. I actually am very comfortable with where they're at with defensive end and defensive line in particular. I think they're, they're arguably better than they were a year ago even though Chris Long and Michael Bennett are no longer there. Yeah, I get that vibe too. And in, in the moment that you actually kind of see it in action, I think people will kind of change their minds on that. Because you say, you know, Chris Long and Michael Bennett aren't here. And, you know, defensive end depth has been a been a, a question almost every single day of, of training camp and OTAs and stuff like that. Final one before we let you go. Uh, have you been following the Dallas Cowboys situation? Of course. Just yeah, whole, I, I the whole, the whole the thing. entire NFL. What, uh, what do you make of, of all of this? Because it sounds like a lot of messaging from the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't know. I think, it's, I think it looks a little uh, panicky to me. What do, you, what do you make of all of that? You're a thousand percent right, John. I'll tell you exactly what I think is happening, which is that the Cowboys 
have made it a priority to get Dak's deal done first because it'll be the most amount of money and because he's the quarterback and because he's going in the last year of his rookie contract. But he's not signing for what I think they thought he was going to sign for. They're starting to get frustrated. So they leak to the media that he's asking for more money than he's really asking for. They make him look greedy. I, I think if I'm Dak, it would really turn me off to the Cowboys. There would be some frustration there. Perhaps even it would erode some of the trust that had been built up. Look, if they want to say privately, John, hey, we don't think he deserves as much as Carson Wentz, or, okay, we'll give him what Wentz has, but we're not going to give him what Aaron Rodgers has, that's negotiating. That's fine. But to leak something publicly, which is absolutely what happened, which makes him look greedy, when all he's done for them, John, he's never missed a game. Yep. He's given them two division championships. You know, they've gotten the divisional round twice. I mean, I, I just, I'd be very, very disappointed if I were Dak Prescott and my franchise did to me what the Dallas Cowboys just did to him. Now, some people might look at it and say, hey, all's fair in love and war. It's just part of it. I would probably take that pretty personally if I were Dak and playing in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it should be should be interesting as the summer kind of continues in, in Napa. And uh, we'll see hard knocks. We'll see what's going on in Oxnard. And uh, I don't know. We'll keep the football drama going as it always tends to do anyway. Ross Tucker, uh, good luck on Thursday, my friend. I hope you're uh, nothing but a, a clean bill of health when you start. And we look forward to listening to you again and Scott Graham on the on the call. Thank you so much, man. John, that means a lot. I got awesome social media feedback from all your listeners Thursday night during the game. Just remember, I'm just like you guys. I grew up an Eagles fan. Listen to this podcast. Uh, read everything you guys, like Elliot Shore Parks and everybody write. And it's, uh, it's a dream gig, and I hope you guys know I treat it as such. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Russ. All right. Take care, John. So, I don't know what Ross said, but I guarantee you it was great. That's, uh, that's my take. Yeah, I'm Ross guessing he great. probably talked about our Sweet Wayne's World impression uh, yeah. that we just did, in my guess. Without a doubt. That's, I mean, uh, it's a highlight for me. Nobody. Uh, do you think Elliot knows what Wayne's World is? We'll have to ask Come him on, next man. time he's on. You board. know he doesn't. And he certainly <laughs> has never seen it if he's heard of it. Uh, let's get to Carson for a second. Yes. Um, I, especially that. Like, I, I, there's no reason why he should be playing in the preseason. And I don't Amen, know why people... Brother. Keep, keep trying to like fit him in there it's not necessary at it's all. all for their own personal things like oh i want to see him out there i want to see him get some reps i want to screw that like how about what's best for carson carson yeah. just said today he's fine <laughs> he'll be good yeah either way whatever doug wants to do he'll be ready to go for the season again like we all know how frivolous these preseason games are we all were there john bartrand said super bowl when sam bradford did what he did yep it's a joke. It's a preseason. It doesn't do anything. It's misleading. It is, it is a is. chance for yeah. Carson Wentz to get hurt. Again, maybe, maybe the first half of the first game, Carson's a little more rusty than he would have been if he had played two friggin' series in preseason game number three, which is like two and a half weeks before the season starts yeah. anyway. So overrated. Keep my quarterback healthy. Yes. That's all. That's all we ask for. And Honestly, at this point, and I'd like to apologize to everybody for going on about the quarterback situation for like three days in a row, but I get it now. Like They just don't have money. They don't have the money to, to go and do it. It's not like it is before. You can't just pick somebody rando off the street, and there's guaranteed money for, for those vets that we mentioned over the last couple of days. 
but even more so, why you don't need Carson Wentz playing in the preseason, Cody Kessler needs every fucking rep possible. <laughs> every Ooh. fucking rep po- possible. Just not for a doomsday scenario, but listen, Ooh, man, yeah. I just like, look, it, I will not be convinced that he's a good backup. So, well, look, it, it, assu- he, it looks very likely that Cody Kessler will be the backup week one. And, yep. and even forgetting doomsday, like, there are things that happen where quarterbacks miss plays, where quarterbacks have to miss a series. Quarterback, we've seen Carson. It's happened where he's had to miss a play here, a series there, and obviously yeah. has had to miss more than that. But even just on a, a minor level, if Kessler has to finish a game for them and once, you know, has a minor ankle sprain or something, has to sit out the rest of a game, but is back next week, whatever, there we all know, as you've mentioned with the 14 out of 18 seasons, like the backup quarterback has to play a lot of times in the NFL, and especially in this city. So I'm with you. For, for Cody Kessler, a guy who does not have that pedigree that that you know sample of NFL games played all that stuff sure especially with a guy who just got here and has no connection with all these receivers the the offensive yes, line how yeah. they work i don't think there's any harm in getting Kessler out there again of course then he could get hurt too but that's a risk a risk i'm more willing to take uh we're about to get into the mill take bag but we if he thought we were going to go this entire show without talking about what's going on in Dallas. You are <laughs> mistaken. All right? Like, this is... Why are things not great down there, John? Wow, does it look bad. And not <laughs> and, and, and let me say this. Not for Dak, and not for Zeke, and not for Amari Cooper, maybe for Byron Well, Hans. Amari Cooper, maybe. <laughs> Doesn't look great for Amari Cooper. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, I, 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 apparently, the injury is not that bad. Well, so I've, I've heard conflicting things. So okay. they said it originally was a heel injury, and then someone else said it's actually a ligament injury, which okay. would be worse... But then I heard other people downplay it's not that bad. So I don't know. Look, a receiver, a heel, potential ligaments in there. Yeah. Not it, not great for his negotiating. It's not good no matter what for Amari Cooper. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that's a good thing for Amari Cooper. Who knows? Maybe he's totally fine by the time the season starts. But these are the types of things you hear before someone comes out and has a subpar season and then blames it on their ankle or whatever. I mean, it, it, it's not shocking if yes. that's how it plays out. And, you know, Robert Quinn, broken hand, and then the... Suspension. The suspension, which looks really suspicious to begin with, by yeah. the way, too. It's just not not from his, but like from the NFL's uh-huh. perspective, it looks really fucked up. And this is the thing that just kind of happens here, which is why chaos. Give me the chaos with the CBA, please. Well, and uh, how about what was it? Pro Football Talk uh, put out that Jason Garrett was like, we have a long ways to go. Yes, or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, it doesn't a, look great right it's now. Like, no shit, man. You're, you're feeling that heat, <laughs> And buddy. he's a lame duck coach. I mean, better be, man. that's the thing. And I know Elliot has been very on the, the Dallas will be better than we think side and all that. But <laughs> these are the, like, if you look back throughout the history of the NFL, when Training camps sound like this when there's all kinds of in issues and there are three guys who want to get paid and, you know, want your star players holding out and stuff. It's very rare that it all falls into place oh, and it yeah. all works out really well. Yes. That doesn't happen very often in the NFL. No, and it sounds like Washington last year. Yeah. Go back and read those quotes. Granted, the injuries aren't as bad, but it's the same thing. And they're thing. a more talented team. Than Definitely. Was, but, but that's the di- that, So what keeps... A lot of people in the Dallas circle that think they're good is because they do have a lot of talented sure, players. No question. They have, a, they have an amazing amount of young talent. They've drafted extremely well, but this is what keeps them inconsistent year in and year out. It's their decision-making on all of this stuff, and let's get to the the big news of da- – and I don't blame Dak at all because it's been cleared up already, and you can clearly tell this is coming from Dallas. He hasn't even turned down $30 million. He's not asking for 40 but the Cowboys want to make it known 
in any way possible that they can railroad you at any time. Oh, isn't that and, great? Treating your franchise, quote-unquote franchise quarterback that way? Yeah. Sounds like a really smart business move. Hey, Elliot, remember that time this is th- that you said this is the best way to do this oh, with the Eagles? Buddy. This is what it looks like, pal. Whoops. He even admitted. Wow. He, he, he as did. much as he will admit it, he admitted <laughs> he was wrong about yeah. that one. This is... This is a disaster. That is why you pay Carson Wentz early, yes. folks. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, between that, I mean, between, real quick, real oh, yeah, quick on the DAC thing. And look, who knows what he's asking for? He should ask for mid thirties. I got, oh, absolutely, like, he deserves mid thirties. Yeah, look, if that, from the market, from the market, yeah. and and that's not his fault. That's ever. No. That's the way the NFL is. He should be asking for that, and he should not take less than thirty. Absolutely, that's a slap in his face. And again, whatever people think of Dak, I don't think he's a, a top ten quarterback or whatever. But from his vantage point, from where he's sitting, he has every right to ask for that. And Dallas is going to have to pony up. Yeah, they, they do. I mean, they're not getting him for less than thirty yeah. million a year. I'm sorry, uh-uh. that's not happening. That ship sailed. That ship yeah. sailed. Yeah. And, oh, and they have to pay Zeke, and oh, they have to pay Amari. Man. This is oh, great. Me? Well, see, it's either going to be it's a- It's having Howie Roseman help, huh? <laughs> yes. The great thing is, and because Howie's explained this, this is why it was so- And Jake Rosenberg has explained this. This is why it's so complicated, because next year is kind of like, well, what's happening with the cap? And, you know, it's very complicated. So to do it with one guy, woof. To do it with three, mm-hmm. and like these are all your mainstays, and no matter how this works out- all of that free agent money that the Cowboys decided that we're good, we're good is sucked right out of it, you know. And these guys are asking for top tier money, which they should be. And not, I'm with James, not trolling in any sense of the word. Dak Prescott should be making thirty five million dollars yeah, a year. He deserves it. If I was his agent, based that's on the market, be, yeah, based on the market, I wouldn't. Market. I wouldn't want to pay him that. I wouldn't want to be in that position personally yep. if I were running an NFL franchise. But. The situation is what it is. Yeah. And based Health, on the market, resume, yes. Wins, based on that. the market. And uh, like from a statistical standpoint, not from this QB's better than one or the other, you can make the argument that he's just as successful. People have been making it on Twitter forever. for the last year. Yeah. Cowboys fans have yeah. been doing it for a long time. So. Not even just Cowboys fans. Yeah. Like a lot, it's become Everybody. an act with this whole thing. Like even Gil Brandt, you know, who's tied to the Cowboys, but a pretty you know, respected NFL guy, you know, you look at the numbers. I mean, the numbers make the argument for Dak. Yeah. They're, they're impossible to argue with. We all know, well, most of us know <laughs> that Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I yeah. mean, you can see it with your eyes. We know yes. it. But from a pure negotiating standpoint, I think Dak absolutely has the leverage to get more. Yes. Uh, ask for 40, man. Trolling, ask for 50, 55, like what, whatever it is, whatever it takes. Uh, but and that's what I mean by the parallels between they're trying to figure out who's more important. And Washington did the same thing, and they fumbled like crazy, and they're still fumbling the goddamn football all the way. Literally and figuratively. Yes, right? like yes. It's just like, oh, my God, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? So I look forward to it. No matter what, this is a win for Eagles fans and pr- honestly for the rest of the division because, dare I say, the New York Giants are in the second best place in the NFC East. In terms of cap and long term and all that, whoa, 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 not, in ta- not in talent. Hold you up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, I understand talent. what you're saying, but they also just invested in Daniel Jones as the oh, future of their listen, franchise. Listen, that could that could all fall apart. It you will know? all fall apart. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's terrible. It, it's my hot take of the preseason. I think the Giants are in a better long term view because of hot take. What no, the Cowboys see, have to do. I even understand they, what you're saying, yeah. but. David Gettleman is running the team. I know. Until that dude's not running the team, they're not in a better position than anyone. I are, mean, they're just not. You know what I just thought of right now? Are there any 
like the the worst GM slash owners that are in control of what they're doing. Is there a case that all three of the yeah, Eagles rivals absolutely. are in the top five absolutely. of worst run? Well, Daniel Snyder is and has been in the yeah. top five worst run since he's owned the team. Yeah. Period. End of story. I think Gettleman over the last two years has made it very clear Trocious. that they're the. I mean, they're a joke. They're a joke across the yeah. NFL. So yeah, I think those two are are lock city. They might be the top two right now in terms of worst run. The Raiders probably pretty high on the list. There are a few others you can look at. The Bengals haven't been run very well for a while. But I, yeah, I think you can make a real argument with Jerry. Well, you know, Jerry's probably out of the. T- I take he's that. He's probably back. out of it. They're, he's they're done enough job getting five. talent, but they're GMs or whoever's in. But they've the had. They've had real, look, really when good. it comes to managing the cap, they're certainly oh, yeah, out there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and that's the problem they find themselves in right now. So, I think you put Washington the Giant or Washington the Giants up there for sure. Dallas maybe not top five, but I, I certainly don't think that. If he were not an owner of an NFL team, neither Jerry Jones nor Stephen Jones would ever get a job in an NFL yes. front office. Yeah, so how about looking at it that way? Yeah. So, again, th- currently right now on the books, 37 free agents going into 37 <laughs> roster spots that they have to make a decision. Wow. Forget the big pie. <laughs> The wow. smaller pies, even wow. that's what I can't well, wait for. And the man. big ones influence the smaller, yeah, and so on and so, so forth. So it's like we got seventy-two million dollars in cap. Oh shit! Now we're paying four players sixty-three million dollars. And then Jalen Smith what? comes up, and then Van Der Esch comes up, and all these young players you drafted who are talented and making you look good. Byron Jones, like <laughs> you're in trouble. Oopsie Daisy. So and and, oh. they, and they can't. You know what? Injected in my veins, they John. Can't get ahead of it because. Their cap is always going to be the same way it always is, you know. I don't know. I uh, I I enjoy it, which probably means you know what the, the fucked up thing is. Don't say it. The, the, don't the, say it. They're probably going to be fine. Stop. No. <laughs> no. At the end of this, it's this fun to talk shit. Out. It's fun to like you know materialize those things, but for somehow like you know, they always just kind of hang around and they're there. And this has like been the cowboy way for twenty years is up and down. Yeah, and up not and winning down. Super Bowls. Yeah, it's a great is, way to which, be. Which is fine. Uh, the mail take bag, which you can always find at the Go Birds pod on the Twitter.com. Kevin O'Malley chimes in. Would you like to see a trade for Clowney? I hear it's really still possible. Obviously, it's still possible. The Texans don't want him there. Smelling the blood, all that. There's been so many rumors flying around about this. I, I don't think it's worth it in the long term. I love Clowney. I, you know, there's, he's not a perfect fit. Like no, everyone's an Android. He's a 3-4 outside linebacker. He's not a perfect fit here. Um, is he better than what they have? Sure, at defensive end, but I just don't think what it takes to with the cost to get him, plus having to give him this massive contract that he's looking for. I, I agree with you. I think it's probably not worth the risk. Look, you never know what he gets moved for. Um, I, it's just really when you look at the contract past that, I think that's really where. Yes, you, you know, if you're saying, "All right, I'll take Lonnie for this year," sure. I'll, I'll transfer. I'll franchise him for another year. Whatever, sure. But the idea of giving Clowney a, a you know one of the biggest contracts in football, I don't know if I'd feel great about that. Yeah, let's see if he ends up in Miami because apparently that rumor mill starting back up again, and I don't think anybody knows what's doesn't going make on. sense. All to I know me. is Miami's your boy tanking. is 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 a just as equally as a good GM as he is a good coach with Bill Bob? O'Brien. Bob is is, well, you, yeah. is that's it, man. Like just I don't know. Well, like Enjoy I the Titus you know, Howard bath, I guess for yeah, forever. Um, Guy gets to the playoffs. <laughs> from, play at, no. from I'm, at I'm kidding. I'm out. His, on his I'm out on O'Brien. <laughs> I'm out on O'Brien. I'm just a Doug guy. All the dogs. Yeah, Give me all, all the, the dogs. At Chandler uh, Jones, I actually like the Chandler idea. Jones, NFL player. Chandler not, Jones, not that well. Tweeting maybe it is. the end of the show. Know. 
Shout out. Uh, his header is Sydney Jones season, so that's, ah, that's so Chandler be. Jones, big Sydney Jones. Fan. I actually like the idea of slot wide receiver Donnell Pumphrey. You, sir, might be the only one. Yeah, no, not might be. <laughs> You're the only one. Um, I like the idea of Donald Pumphrey not being on the team anymore. Yes. that's the idea. I yeah, like. sorry, sorry, Mr. Solak. I, we know it's we know it's your favorite guy since wow. the beginning of time, but Sucks we'll keep you, you updated, I guess. Uh, who will be the most wow, or who will have the most wow type of plays? This year, Miles Sanders, J.J. Ortega, Whiteside. I'm going to go with Whiteside. Yeah, I I get like I too think, much sizzle on those. I hands, think he man. will. I think I think Sanders just have more opportunities to make some wild plays. So I'll go Sanders, but I could see it being either. That's from our good friend uh, Joey Boma. Uh, ooh, did Ben Simmons make a three? How happy is James that the Phillies got rid of John Maley? Oh my God, I can't even put it into words. This is. Pure just, jubilation. Just give us a t- the tiniest taste, ten second taste of what they're going to hear on I hopes. I, I like silence because I'm so I come I'm, I'm speechless. Now I look, Emmanuel's we've back. been talking what about John fuck? Maley going for months, for years since he's been here. Thank God. <laughs> and look, for whatever it's worth, Charlie. Look, I think it's a really interesting situation with Charlie and Gabe and all that stuff, yeah. but. On a basic level, there might be no one on the planet who knows hitting better than Charlie Manuel. That's true. He is among the the top tier of people on this planet who understand the science of hitting. He is as good a person. He was a hitting coach before he was a manager. He is the perfect you can't person. Just take James for ten seconds. No, it's just I can't. Like- <laughs> He's a, per- a perfect hitting coach. So the, the, all the game stuff, whatever. Like Char- Charlie should make the hitters better. Yes. I'm excited for on that. a basic level. Like and I it's can't. Charlie, I love Charlie. Just to throw this in there, I can't fucking wait to see Bryce Harper hit five home runs in five <laughs> games, and everybody just goes, "Why didn't you do this earlier?" And then what? I, I don't know. I I say Charlie's interim by September. I mean, look if and they if comes, they don't play and, better, and bring back Bo to be the bench coach. Uh, let's just bring, bring the, the band, band back, back together. together. <laughs> uh, Michael Clay at uh, Michael Clay ATC. How many weeks before the bodyguard goes down? And same for Deshaun. <laughs> what a not Man. fun question. I don't like, think Michael's Deshaun goes just down. A negative slant I think on the, I'm I'm all in on the the what everyone is is hyping up the Deshaun return bust out season. I think he's going to be awesome. Um, I look, Peters will probably leave the at the second half of the first game. And yes. then he'll be back the next week, and then he'll miss another half of a game, and then he'll miss some plays, and then, you know, it's a Jason Peters experience. We know it. Ooh, from uh, E-Roll K35, J.J. Ortega Whiteside will be this generation's Larry Fitzgerald with flames around it. I like that. That's wow. A good, I, I, a fire take a right fire there. fire take. Uh, do the Eagles trade for a starter before week one, which is... No. I I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I think they're set. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I just I was trying to conjure up a way to package a bunch of on, well, look, it's Howie, it's like, Howie, so maybe, but I wouldn't bet on it. Let's put it at thirteen percent. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a good percentage. I like that. I'd probably go slightly lower than that, but I like it. Um, Richard Gates says that uh, at Richard Gates twenty six, Nick Foles will be the best quarterback in Jags franchise history. Not hard. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, not hard. Mark Brunel, it's Mark Brunel <laughs> right now. I think so. And David Garrard, I think that's yeah, the, only, the top yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. And finally, uh, from I think he might already be without even playing a game. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, tell us that. Hey, that he's uh, the only Super Bowl winning right quarterback, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> At uh, Finley 102, how how I think how many fights has there been at practice this week? 
There was another one today. Andre Diller again, huh? Again. My man, I, my man's got a fight streak in him. I love this. Me too. You know, and listen, there's been a, uh, and listen to this Doug clip, by the way, from the press conference when he gets asked about what, uh, why, why was Diller getting so emotional? So that tells me, and this is, listen, this is just for fun, but my interpretation of what happens is Barnett was going strong against Dillard, and they're going back and forth, and Barnett said some disparaging remarks about getting Wentz hurt or something like that, you know, and that's what led to them firing off and going at each other and being, and it was hot and whatever, but like that, that's awesome to, I, I think, and and like what he had a little uh, spiff with, with uh, Sharif Cyprian Miller apparently too and Sharif Miller and like that's a good sign. Little, little, I think little that's a edge good sign. to the guy. Emotional or not emotional? Oh, I don't care about that at all. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that at all. I don't care obviously. about that. Obviously, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Better cryer, yeah. John Barchard or Andre Dillard? Probably still me. Probably still me. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I couldn't but care less. That to me, show, and I don't know if it's a. Uh, it just shows that he's he is really taking this as he serious. gives a shit. Like he gives a shit, and and you just you saw what he did in preseason game one. Look great. I can't wait to fucking see what he does to who's ever going up against him. This that to me, man. And listen, I know I've been down on the whole Mylotta thing, but Jesus Christ, if I'm wrong, and you have those two guys as your future tackles, oh, think, holy shit, man! Like yeah, in the optimism form, goddamn guys, Andre Dillard is a fucking horse. Like, I don't need any more convincing. We were there. We got excited at draft night. We've all been saying that these first three picks that the Eagles made have been spectacular. That's what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing Andre Dillard. Like, he doesn't need to present any more what he does in pass protection. I want to see what he did to Cyprian. Mm -hmm. I want to see that. Like, show me the second level blocking. Show me where the other athleticism is. I'm really, really, really excited for that. So, with that being said, we look forward to seeing you at Sunset Social this Thursday for... Eagles-Jags can win Eagles tickets. Maybe we'll split some apps. Beers will be had. Madden, trivia, push-ups. God knows what else. It's just just jam-packed. We hope to see you out there. Any uh, last words here, James? Uh, Happy eight-year anniversary to my wife, Emily. Oh, my God. Is it today? Eight years ago today. August 13th, eight years ago today at the Morris Arboretum. We had a great time. What's what's more important, your anniversary together or my third year anniversary at WIP? I my my wife and I could not care less about our anniversary. <laughs> like seriously, it's all good. It's just another day, baby. I'm, I'm glad because it's not about just another know, day. It's just another. It's all day. good. I kind of feel the same way about birthdays, especially same, my own. I'm same, like, whatever. Yeah, don't care. I'll I'll appreciate it at fifty. Yes, yeah, I won't even. It's not even like you can't even appreciate the forty over the hill thing. All anymore. I ever want for my birthday is to be able to sit down and watch some TV. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I swear what to God. What do you want for your Fucking birthday? Leave me alone. Let me sleep. A couch and a television. <laughs> Maybe some Chinese food. That's about it. It's amazing how that's changed from the uh, you know twenties and thirties. Oh my God! Rage, fucking rage. It's my birthday. Let's fucking party. Yeah, you you. I know you're listening right now and be like, that's never gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said the same thing. It's going to yeah, be you. And buddy. every generation before us that told me and James, oh, it's, yeah, no, you're not going to. You, you just can't. You got to stop doing those things when you get older. Yeah, no, it's here. Yep. We we are in the very crux of it. So, <laughs> uh, But that won't stop us from drinking beers on Thursday. No, I don't definitely think I've had not. a beer in like months. So, Whoa, yeah. months. Yeah, we have, I haven't drank anything in I months. I love it. It's good work. Well, that's not true. But like very, very less frequently. And it makes for a healthy, happy body. Uh, I uh, We hope to see you there. There will be a post game 
Actually, I don't even know who's if we're going to do it live there or uh, or you know uh, Elliot's going to be down in Jacksonville, so we'll get his thoughts on everything too. But a lot to get into, hopefully, after the uh, Eagles and Jaguars go. Man, I did. I agree. Yelling in the hallway. I don't even know what's going on. I freaking love it. Uh, For James Selzer, I'm John Barcher. This has been the Go Birds Pod. Thank you to Ross Tucker right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll see you guys. Go Birds.